This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board. Episode 43, Series 8 for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Craig Cutchison on a computer today. Today being... A Tuesday of this particular week, the morning after or the day after the AFL National Draft. Damien Barrett, Craig Cutchison with you. Hutchie, hello. Hello, Damo. I saw you in Perth. It was nice to see you there for James's wedding on Friday night. And I was very disappointed to see you in the social pages in the Perth papers on the weekend holding a drink. <laughs> a, being papped at a bar. And B, breaking the golden rule. So before we get into what I'm sure are more serious things to talk about today, could you please explain yourself? What rules have I broken? I was having a a private drink with a friend or a few friends and I had my back to the person who took the photo. And Yes, I was holding a beer, but I wasn't set up for the shot. So what have I done wrong? You were papped. How did you allow yourself to be papped in a Oh, yeah. I I managed to see that that person who took the photo from 45 metres away. It was a grainy shot from 45 metres away. And I had my back to the camera anyway. Who was it? Was it a punter or was it a journalist? Must have been. The the, the wedding was papped itself the night before. You you were papped in the ones before, the night before. I haven't seen... Someone said that there was some photos kicking around. I haven't seen any of that. I've been away since, so... uh, there you go. It was, it was a, uh, a wonderful night, it must be said. It was, it was, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Friday night and then um, the uh, the following day's uh, after party where I was about to catch a ferry to uh, attend Hachi and managed to just have a, a quick one on the way through before we jumped on the boat. And, I, yeah. I left the next morning for, for business, but uh, so I missed the Saturday. But uh, well done to James and to Lisa. And uh, it was a fair... Uh, well, it's fair. It would have been a decent cricket eleven picked out of the wedding. I think would be fair to say, don't we? So it was, it was quite a bizarre night. But uh, in terms of the, the size of the identities there. But anyway, well done to James. It, How are you? It was actually good to catch up with you ever so briefly. We had a uh, a quick catch up we before did. the wedding. We had a good chat during the wedding, and then then you're off again. That's it. Yeah, it was nice to see you too. Yeah. Where would you like to start? It's been quite the week, hasn't it? Well, it has. Um, we'll need to get to a certain topic pretty soon, but I don't, I don't want to go. Too early. We don't. We don't Far need away. To, I'm, no, I'm all, no, I think charge we'll, at me. We'll, Let's we'll go. Get to it. We, we need to. We, we need to. We haven't. Let's started. go. No, no, not not yet. Not yet. I want to. I want to go somewhere else first. You know my views, Hachi, on football people wearing polos tucked into suit pants with leather belts and black leather shoes. You know I don't like that look, don't you? Gee, it's a hard-hitting lead you've gone with, Damo. I There's am. a lot of people just sitting there. These are the serious like, issues, Archie. It's just the, it's just the drive you've hit off the if, tee on the first today. If, you, if you've come to this show today to listen to what Hutchie's going to say about the Herald Sun and Stephen Drill, just hold fire, okay? Because I, I believe there's something coming we're, we're, on all we're of tucking in, We're tucking in shirts and shoes to start with, are we? So I'm what to make your point? Is this it, the draft? It, it, it was... Polo shirt central last night. I've never seen more polo shirts in the one gathering. Harley Reid bought two, didn't he? He bought oh, both junior clubs, which he? was... Yeah, was, yep. yeah. and then he, then he wore his probably new one too, his West Coast one, did he as well? Did he? I, I don't know. I was only following on, on Twitter and on social, so I didn't see the full broadcast. I saw the, the snackable edits. Yep. Uh, it felt quite theatrical and the drama around the selection picks and some of those things. So I think it's come a long way as a product. I know people will be cynical in part and that's how the world works, but (laughs) I think it gets better and better as a product. Like the human drama and the emotion and the interviews and the the pick swaps have become... You're not with me on the... Just you're allowed to wear a crisp white shirt with a nice dark jacket. It's okay to look like that, Hutchie. You don't don't have to have a polo shirt tucked into suit pants with black leather shoes. 
North Melbourne social team with their Zane content took the points. So I always look yeah. at the social teams and how they can create something. Um, so that was, yeah, well done. What about, just one more on that. What, what about, there's 18 teams in the AFL, which means there's 18 first round picks by, yep. way, it's, by way of its purity when it comes to a national draft setup. Yep. How do we have a situation where we've got 29 first rounders? Yeah, oh, I know uh, the answer to that, but but how was the system allowed this to? There's academies happen? and there's oh. all sorts of uh, priority access. It's <laughs> it's quite a complicated system, but it, it is one that uh, that lends itself to good content. A couple, oh. On the weekend, just before we go on any further, a couple of bits of news out of the weekend. Mm. The take out the trash award of 2023 is going to be hotly contested. But if the Coldplay <laughs> <laughs> announcements of the Melbourne and Sydney concerts just like it was announced almost when you couldn't get a refund if you're in Perth. <laughs> yeah. It was like at the point. It was almost at the point of refund threshold. There was one song to go, and it and word crept out. Could there be an announcement tomorrow that you didn't need to fly here and spend thousands after all? They were in the encore, were they? <laughs> <laughs> one more song. I can't do one more now, but watch the website tomorrow. And so Perth and I. I hats off to Perth. We we're in Perth. I love this approach. Wasn't there a buzz WA. there for that for that they, concert? It, they won't look back on that investment that bought thousands in tipped money in the economy. Yeah. Brilliant strategic move. You could imagine just a slight eye roll when the announcement <laughs> came that Melbourne and Sydney, you wouldn't believe it, the once in a lifetime is three times in a lifetime concert <laughs> next November and without government support. But uh, anyway, well done to Perth who had the vision to do that. Uh, but it was one of the great trash moments. They didn't even wait till, you know, put. Normally you put four weeks into that sort of, you know, but each, next day to maximise sales. Yep. If you like that, why don't we get to Sydney and Melbourne next year? So I thought that was uh, interesting. And then I was interested in your view. We've had a lot of tweets on this, so I'd probably defer to you on this. The Nine News transition announcement on Saturday yes. with... I saw Mel Walden's tweet today where he criticised the tone of it. Did he? Well, well, I haven't caught up with that, so please enlighten me. Uh, Mel Walden said that he felt it would have been better to announce Hitch's retirement or step back, I should say, in or change of role before you announce the new um, Tom Steinford and Alicia Loxley. Right. Obviously, this has been a, a transition that Nine have been working on and it's been a bit bumpy I'd for... for a, I'd say for years, wouldn't they have been? Um, so your view on the on the, the way it was done and the Saturday announcement? Oh, again, we were over in Perth and, and I did read it online. I then got home and I read it uh, in the hard copy in the Sunday Herald Sun and I didn't actually read what Mel Walden had said into it. I... You know, for someone who's been in the industry and even in that role, effectively for fifty years, I, I hadn't read that into it, Hutchie. Um, should I have? Well, I think it's always. I mean, it's, there's no easy way to do it, is there? Like, it's. Yeah, I understand Mel's view. Yeah. Um, it's just like, what, at what point do you? Like, it's very. Like, if you had done it that way, then everyone wants to know why you haven't got a plan for who it is or when you're going to announce it. Or like, so there's, there's, you can see it from both sides. But what I would say is. Um, I'm wrapped that Peter Hitchens stays on our screens. He's reading the weekends or a, tre- a treasure to our industry or to the industry of television. Uh, he's an ornament to Australian television. And the nicest bloke still in And the, the best business. human being I think I've met. No disrespect to anyone else, but he's he's of the of the top shelf he is. Um, very few people can reach the shelf that he lives on in uh, reputation. So, and a great human being with a great, who um, does an amazing job and a great, moral compass so uh, the fact he's staying is good news um, I'm, I'm happy for Alicia and for Tom they'll do a great job 
and I feel for everyone involved on how to kind of have navigated those waters because I can't imagine it was easy. Okay, now we'll get to the serious one now. You're fighting, you're fighting with Lauren Phillips. <laughs> well, this happened to two of us last week. I tried to take the heat out of this last week, and I yeah. asked you to to retract what you'd said the previous week. You made yep. some horrific allegations about Matt Damon being paid to go to the derby in Melbourne here in the Flemington Racing Carnival. And Lauren reached out to me and asked me to reach out to you on air and to get you to, to walk back those comments. And all you did was inflame it further by uh, highlighting the fact that you felt that Lauren was simply highlighting her friendship with a... Uh, a superstar in Matt Damon. And you said, yeah, she's got a powerful friend. We've all got powerful friends. And that, yeah. that, that then what? took off again because the Herald Sun picked that up, News.com picked it up, and then I saw it last night in the Daily Mail still floating around as well. So yeah. what have you done to a Sachi? You should be careful saying things tongue-in-cheek like that because the tongue-in-cheek irreverent comment on a podcast is now written in complete fact form in papers. Was it tongue-in-cheek or were you trying to get a message through subliminally and that you, you, you and do... We, had, we were having... Think we Lauren may have been just promoting the fact she's friends we, with Hollywood. We were having a laugh with Lauren, who's like we definitely were. I was. I'm, I'm. I'm now not sure whether you were after all that. I thought Damn, you, you were. Know, you full well we were because we we're on a group text having a laugh about it all the way through. And Lauren's a, uh, started a career at our business, and we love. She's got a great place in our hearts. We love her, and we're having a, a, a tongue in cheek bit of banter that got reported like we're having an <laughs> argument. Oh, that, that happens these days. Like you got to be um, a little careful. The, Didn't it reinforce that what we've always said and known, yep. and that is the the word in print can have yeah. a very well, you know different the best example meaning of that in the last and week? context. The way it's absorbed, uh, sorry, um, absorbed it's, by the consumer than it can when it's just said. Here's another example. Josh Dacos got on the end of this too. So Josh has gone to a racing event on the weekend where he's a guest speaker in the room. They've asked him about his trip to England, and he goes, "Yeah, they make a lot of money." I was a little flat with that when I saw it. He's had a bit of light-hearted. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's making whimsical conversation on stage. Two things. One, once upon a time, those rooms were off the record. Now they're clearly on. You can't well, you, speak. You in- broke that rule when you used to take TV cameras into those rooms many years ago. Actually, don't, so don't bemoan that part of it. Well, uh, it's a little different if you say, can I come and film Josh Dacos speak at the function today? I'm going to bring a camera. It'll be down the back. You can see it while he talks. That's a little different than someone sitting there who's having, who's been invited and eating their bread roll and taking notes and writing it um, fact. Um, I he was tongue in cheek clearly about uh, England and what they earned. And he makes a good trip. point though, and that's the same view I've had for a, a long time now. It's been hijacked. The AFL players, yeah. the way they get paid, and yeah. they're basically capped. The best players are capped, and, the, and it's the the middle tier players that have been the great yeah. uh, beneficiaries of that system. So I'm, then, I'm with him, even though it may have been tongue in cheek. I'm with him. It was tongue in cheek, and then in a cost of living environment, people go, "Oh, how could footballers be so insensitive to?" But he wasn't. He was just having. He was just. You know, he was trying to entertain the crowd, is the way I read it. So um, it came across as tone deaf, but it obviously was meant to be light hard. So, yeah, if if you are speaking in a room these days, you mm. have to assume that it's in the. And that's I don't think that's a great development of it. I don't think there's been a lot of great developments in journalism in the last five years. And there's another one. We've got to the get to digital that. age of journalism is not one that's serving our industry well. All right, I've I've probably got to get to the real point today because I, I want to talk yep. about journalism too. Because I want to talk about the Sharissa. Uh, Thompson issue over yep. there in the States and that's a yep. serious journalistic issue which we need to get to and it's a, it's one that I, we did need to thrash out but I probably have now uh, delayed it long enough Hutchie, Let, let's go. I, I do pick up the uh, or I was online before, I actually just before I got onto that said ferry in between having that beer with a friend that had my back to the camera got papped 
Saw this online. Why Hutchie's woes are the talk of the town. Special Sunday investigation. Stephen Drill reports. With interest rates rising, the SEN boss has spent big. Too big, his former boss says, on assets. They're all the headlines and the kickers and the... The big sell and the promotion, yep. and then it just goes into basically a long article about yourself with a with a couple of opinions from people who don't like you. What, what's go? What? Let's just set this up again. This has now been, I would say, close to a two month sustained personal attack on you. And I I keep reading it because you're a good mate of mine, a very close friend, very special friend. I keep reading it, trying to see if there's a snippet of information that's different from the first article. And I I just keep seeing rehash upon rehash. Then I saw the age buy into it during the week as well, Hachi. Effectively, and again, I don't mean to put the work down. I've done it myself. I'll do it again. Seemingly, in my observations on it, a rehash of what the Herald Sun had been doing. Other organisations have bought in. And then because the Herald Sun then thought the age is back onto this, we'd better go again. We'll rehash the rehash of the rehash. And that, that, that's my take on it, Hachi. I haven't asked you about it at length. We're going to set aside as long as it takes in the next uh, 5, yep. 10, 35 minutes, whatever it takes. I want you to now address it and tell us where you think it's coming from. And I'll hit you up with the questions that I'm getting asked by people who listen to this show no and problem. who know you want to know. That's a fairly good summary of how the media has gone. So the the coverage is what it is. Like journalists are entitled to do their job, and I don't seek to get in the way of that. And I understand in public life you've got to cop what comes with it. So that, you know that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, the facts uh, haven't changed. So let me run over them again. Um, our business made less than five million dollars profit, and we had some write downs, largely on the back of New Zealand, that affected uh, our um, overall number, but in terms of cash, we made, you know, not quite five, and you know, the high fours. Um, our debt has become quite famous. It's twenty-eight million dollars. Uh, we were about twelve weeks of turnover. Um, that's um, on the public record, and we've been very public since June that we're seeking to um, to to reduce that because well, that's just smart. Let me jump in there. Is it, and this is the word that was in this double-page spread that I, I did read in the hard copy when I got back to Melbourne on, on Sunday night. Um, I had read it online. It's different. You see it differently when it's in print. I, I did make sure I read it all. It's crippling, according to this article. Crippling. Financially that's, that's, crippling. And, and will bring you and everything down. That, that, that quite, was the tenor that's of quite, it. That's quite laughable, right? Like, it's it's really laughable. And it, the way it gets covered and portrayed is like it's... Uh, you know, I'm the bank, and it's it's my my money, and I'm overspending and hanging on to all. Like the reality is, this, I'm the second largest shareholder in the business. The largest shareholder is by Burnham, which is a strategic, financially rational company with great track record and success story, and is a more than a 500 million dollar fund. Uh, you know, is our would we like to get our debt down a little bit? Yes, we've been public about that being part of our strategic agenda. It was always part of the framework of get an asset base that we can. Uh, could sustain our business for a long period of time. Six years ago, we were a series of relationships. Now we're a series of assets and relationships. So it's that's been a build and a transformation. Uh, a lot of the numbers you read, or in fact, all of the numbers I read on Sunday were inaccurate, bar, bar none. So, you know, we didn't pay 11.2 million for the station. On, there, this is this is going to inflame. You're, you're saying that the article contained factually, well, incorrect information. It's to be fair. To be fair, it has been. Fairly widely reported these numbers over a long period of time, so like it's not wasn't so the, the article's based on non-fact, just historical. No, it's not. 
Not to get into the weeds of that. It's not nothing personal, but it's you know we well, paid. Made it, Stephen Drill's made it personal. He, he's we, ringing. I, I know this. I know this to be a fact. He's ringing people you have come across in your life. Some of them may even go back forty-five. Well, I'd say at least thirty years that I know of. Okay, I, I'm assuming that may even go back to your school days. That some people I don't know that I don't know your school friends, but I know people I, you've known for thirty years are getting calls semi-regularly and have been for months make, on this. Journalism is journalism. Don't get involved in that. Just let me just clarify some facts, right? So we didn't pay eleven point two million for the Sydney station specifically. We paid eleven point two million for a bundle of stations that we announced on that day. And it's always been interpreted that that was the cost of Sydney. Sydney itself was far less, even though it's worth, in my opinion, uh, much more. The so we didn't pay eleven point two for the Sydney station. And if you if you are in twenty twenty four, and don't have a Sydney asset in your media mix as a national advertising brand. I'm not sure what the future looks like without that investment. So um, I read about the basketball investment. We divested Melbourne United and announced our share on an exit on a 30 million valuation. So if you look um, at what we paid for Perth and you compare it to our exit from Melbourne and you look at the power of Perth as the biggest club and the biggest revenue versus our exit on Melbourne, you make your own assessment on whether that was a good, bad or indifferent investment. In terms of uh, Graham Mott, who had some comments to say on Sunday. Well, they're, they're, they're massive comments. This is just a, I'll just have a sample here. This is Graham Mott, former um, 3OW and SEN boss. Hutchie got rid of people who were performing and replaced them with higher paid people. I'll just find a couple of um, other comments here. They have assets, but they have paid too much for them. And when I say too much, I mean way too much. We're not talking about good assets. I'm just pulling quotes out here. I fired Hutchie from 3OW in 2007. His performance on air was appalling. I got rid of him. I left just before Hutchie arrived. I saw what it produced, that being SEN. It was well set up. I managed the SEN the six months after Barry left, that being Barry Quick. The business was in very good shape and it had a low-cost base. It was making a reasonable profit. Hutchie got rid of people who were performing and replaced them with high-paid people. The station got too cerebral. Jared Waitley is an accomplished broadcaster, but his relationship with the SEN audience isn't there. It goes on, Hutchie. It's a, clearly a yep. personal issue with you and Yeah, Graham. so I think um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So that's, that's Graham's opinion, and he was brave enough to share it. So that's okay. I, I don't ever... Um, People are entitled to have an opinion from whatever lens they feel like it, and the paper are entitled to ring him and, and his quotes, and it reads well, former executive, all that. It's going to clickbait, so no problem with that, right? That's journalism, and that's how it works, and uh, that's the view of Graham. Uh, equally, as Graham's entitled to his opinion to me, I can, I'm, I think I'm reasonably entitled to my opinion of him. So here's... You know, and before you things. say you're about to say, do you expect the Herald Sun to report what you're about to say about Graham well, and, not, and what get... you're saying about the Herald Sun? Before you not, say what you're about to say. I don't want to get caught in the emotion or the people or any of those things. Like, I'm just trying to actually lend some context. So, some context around Graham's opinion. So, uh, I was a weekend um, presenter on 3AW uh, briefly when Graham was the general manager. Um, he did let me go in the middle of 2007. I think I've said many times on this podcast that I actually think, in hindsight, it wasn't, in the, you know, it was a reasonable decision. Like, my persona had got a little bit out of step and was a little bit too too hot for that audience which is a bit more conservative and he was entitled to make changes uh, and he did so I didn't work from him from a full-time perspective or Monday to Friday I'd go on the weekends you know, I would have had um, a handful of conversations with him along the way but that was about it so that's that's 
you can say my opinion is appalling. My job was appalling. I don't, you know, I don't think it was appalling, but I don't think it was great either. So that's okay. I can wear that. Um, what the lens I think he's coming from with us is probably a little bit more of his own personal journey. So in 2007, um, we took the regional syndication from 3AW, which they haven't had since on his watch. So that would have, uh, I guess, hurt him or been part of his demise in his role at the time. So he would have taken that personally. Uh, I get that that's the lens he comes from. Uh, that was the area of our business which grew and we care about. He was only at SEN for two minutes, so he was there um, long before my time. I don't know many people that remember even seeing him in the office or what his contribution was. Um, so he had a go at it and it didn't work for him. Uh, and he has been on, tried to be on a board or two since and hasn't worked either. And he's been consulting for 11 years, but this is probably the first time anyone's consulted him on anything. So that's... The that's lens a, he comes from, on it. Fair, come back there, Hudgy. I know you well enough to um, know the points you're making there. So he didn't believe in a digital radio age or the evolution of the internet or podcasts or any of the areas of distribution. So asking him his views, and I'm not saying his views are right, wrong, or indifferent, but his views is like asking a video store owner who they think is going to win the streaming wars. That's the reality. So uh, his opinion of us is that. My opinion is he comes from a different era where he inherited other people's um, builds of stations rather than had ever done it himself. So that's the lens that he comes on. That's the lens that I come from. I'm big enough to that's have... That's a fair return, sir, Hussie. You, you've, well, I'm big enough to have his... You've unloaded can, I'm okay with um, his view of me. Um, I, in part, agree with it on the on-air side in 2007. But in terms of our business, our people and, and where we're going, I think he's a little bit out of step with modern times, don't mate, to be fair. All right. I then saw David Pemberton. Just on Jared Waitley, by the way, and just yep. his comments on Jared. So, again, that's an opinion. It's neither right nor wrong. It's an opinion. Um, here's some other opinions. In the last five years, Jared's won an ACRA this year for Best Presenter, an AFMA Award for Best Show many times, an Elf Brown Award twice. So there's a lot of other opinions that say Jared's doing an outstanding job other than just mine. Uh, most of the industry, in fact, I don't think there's an area of the industry where he hasn't won the top award in that period so uh, that's that's my view of Jared for what it's worth David Pembethy in Adelaide made some comments about the Adelaide arm of the SEN business and, and Ray Hadley who you've had a love-hate thing or probably more hate thing I think as far <laughs> as I remember it to be uh, had, a, had another long run attack on you but that's what he does and he does it for theatre as much as anything I haven't heard this one I just know he I know he had a, a go they're, they're starting to pile uh, on yeah, heard, so David said something yesterday which was uh uh, a lie on air, so I've just um, well sent a note to to Five Double to remind them of that. I, I read in the paper on the weekend he's been considered for a role in Sydney on 2GB, so I'm sure that would be they'd be second guessing that a little bit on the back of the uh, inaccuracy. And and Ray's Ray's Ray um, Ray had a comment about our ratings in Brisbane weren't quite where we wanted them to be yet. Well, we're only a year old and we're building. Um, and you know while we're talking Brisbane, his show got. Uh, axed or removed there only recently, so that would be the lens he's coming from of not being actually on air at all in Brisbane. So okay, so you, um, everyone's you are, got their own. You've, you've spent, I reckon, you spent the best part of um, let me go with six years, certainly six months, and and certainly two months where when the Herald Sun's ramped up his coverage, not responding, in fact, choosing not to, and just almost above the line saying it's all okay, it's all fair in love and war. T- today we've been going for a few minutes on this now. I don't know exactly, but you've had some serious. Retorts here. No, I've just, just correct. I just wanted to correct some facts. Like it's, 
you know, our business is going really well. It's making money everywhere except for New Zealand, which we're working through and addressing. But an AGM on Thursday where we'll talk a bit more broadly to that. I don't worry at all about scrutiny of me or us or um, or strategic direction. They're, they, who knows? Graham's entitled to his view. Others are entitled to their view. But I am defensive of our people and we have a staff base that do an unbelievable job and have to come to work and wade through inaccuracies every day. So, All right. you know, I'll, 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 I'll always defend I'll them. move off individuals in one moment. What, what, do you have, seeing you've been strong on Graham, Mike, David Pemberth, you right are you Have you got something to say about Stephen Drill and the Herald Sun? Journalism is journalism. So whether it's Stephen or whether it's uh, young Callum at the age who spent three months looking for an angle and, and, and just in the end rewrote the the original story, like everyone's entitled to taste stories and I'm a public executive, I'm entitled to be held accountable. Uh, you know, if you put yourself in their shoes, demo, and you're, you're clickbaiting and you're, you're finding someone to speak, like, you know, you, you, they're just doing their job. I don't have to uh, always agree with it. So I'm not here to, um, but I am here to defend people that uh, perhaps, I'm here to clarify the lens that people come from. Do, do you Does that make sense? F- do you feel, and this is the way I read this, and it's easier for me to read it because I, I, I'm not, I don't have the dog in the fight, Hachi. I'm, I'm a friend of yours, as you know. I, I work with you, but I don't, I, I don't live the daily life you live with uh, trying to keep this business um, successful. Do, do you feel that the end game of Stephen Drill is to, is to finish you and, and the station up? No, I don't. And I think and a lot of the commentary was around the Melbourne station on Sunday, I noticed, which is about 15% now of our turnover, maybe 20. Like, it's it started out as 100% of the show. It might be, it seems to be a lot of the way we are reported in Melbourne. That's understandable. Um, but I don't think it's just, it, clearly people click on it and read. Um, and so that's the lot in life of a journalist. I don't think it's personal. I don't have never even met the people that write about me uh, or us. Um, but I will stand up for our staff and our people. I can cop it, but... When, when you start attacking the decisions of our people and our business, I'll clarify what lens I think others are coming from. Thousand, That's fair enough, isn't it? Thousand people. Is that would, fair enough? I, I would have thought so. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would have thought so. I know, I know that's what you are like, that you'd be coming on, on, on defensive of them more than yourself. A thousand people or thereabouts on the books around the country? We, we employ um, full-time less than half of that, but there's probably give or take that level of people that are inf- that are paid or influenced in shows and different projects and other things around our collective businesses and then depends how you qualify, you know, players in sports teams or any of those things. Uh, on our netball, just the other one that came up in the, in the narrative, our Mavericks netball is off to a rocketing start. You'll find some announcements in the coming days. We are in incredible health and very well poised to take the keys on the 1st of January with some unbelievable commercial and sponsorship support. I'm bullish on netball. I think it's going to be a great sport. I think it's on the way to being um, an elite part of the uh, sporting landscape in Australia. And I also think it's a great commercial opportunity for our business. So I'll stare down any commentary on that as well. And there's, there's some things that we're working through, which the AGM will talk to on Thursday. But uh, our, you can rest assured, Damo, our business is really strong, in really good health, and is making money everywhere it does business in Australia to some degree after a big... Uh, many years of investment in assets other than New Zealand, which we're working through. All right. Last one before I then wind it up uh, with, with, a, with another uh, question about the Herald Sun. You're here to stay. It's not an issue. The debt you've got, which a lot of businesses have got, is not... So what, can, I, can I just understand the fascination in the debt? Like it's... 
No one cares about debt. Every business has got well, debt. People, people have got debt. News, news has got a massive debt. Foxtel's got well, a massive debt. News doesn't pay, doesn't pay tax. Channel Seven's got hundreds of millions of dollars well, debt. Nine's, de- nine's do, debt peaked at four billion. In, in low interest rate times, if you weren't using um, your, your financial partner to align on your long term strategy and work together to build an asset base that could sustain the next twenty or thirty years of the business, like what, what, like that's people. It's like me saying to you, you're in debt, Damo. You own, you haven't paid off your house. Correct, well, and that, that is that is correct. Archie. That's the same that, that thing. That is correct. Now, I've, I've got a credit card that's ramped up a bit too at the moment. So. Now that's a little bit of a different question to. Um, the levels of debt ongoing. The story um, that was written was our debt's going to double and it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, so we've become that, interest that rate experts now. Yeah, that would assume that we ask for the same amount of debt in the next deal. Like, that was a fairly big assumption when we've been on the record saying, now we've finished our strategic build of our business in audio, we're going to seek to reduce debt a little bit by, use, by using the means available to it. Um, and we've got a very invested and wonderful uh, financial partner who... Uh, are aligned on the strategy of nationalising a product. If you're going to be a national business, you can't have a hole in Sydney or Brisbane, Damo. Now, that's a bit different to saying, have we conquered those cities yet? And are we as advanced as we want to be in those towns? They're both builds. But it's it's lunacy to think that you shouldn't nationalise your business. We only existed in the first place because the old SEN was a Melbourne-only station. If it had If that had been enough for it, we wouldn't be in the room. So... You know, I, I the strategy to be a fully national, every metro and regional market in Australia where possible, when you look at what's going on with SCA and AR, and it's all built on that. It's all built on distribution. It's all built on relevance to different towns and communities. We've got a version of that in every market of the country. And that um, took a little bit of investment along the way. And I think I don't look back on any of those as bad investments. All right, this will be the last one. Do you expect any of what you've just said to appear in the Herald Sun or news.com. Well, it's you. like a, it, life is what it is. Like, it, you know, I my, my I'll, I'll answer is, it. I'll answer it. If you ask me that, I don't because I don't think they will want to cover your side of it. No, I, I have. I'll be, I'll, I'll be surprised if it is. There you go. I have high faith in the leaders of that business. I do. And journalism is just journalism. Everyone's just doing their job. So don't worry about it. All right. We done? Anything else you want to say? Well, I'm only answering your questions. <laughs> you want to ask? Him, you want to talk about sideline reporters, didn't you? Yeah, I do. But I want before yep. I get to that, we I mean, just need to break it up. But maybe maybe a little bit lighter than that, just for a little moment. Um, Dad Andrews not being able to get a golf membership oh, yeah. down down yep. the uh, Mornington Peninsula way. <laughs> yeah, I've got a view on this. So I knew you would. I didn't agree with lots of his policies. I understand the hurt for people, and I'm you know no defender of Dan per se, but. Honest to God. Let the man go and play golf. If, if he wants to nominate, let him nominate like everybody else. Yeah. If you've got an objection, put it on the on the members club. Don't jump in the media. You don't room. have to play the... I, I can't copy him either, but you don't have to play the 18 rounds with I, him. Like, no, then, no one's forcing you to play with him. And then here's the other thing about public life. Is, as we talked about this the other day. We, we picked up on this early. The, the coverage of him in retirement's more vicious than it was when he's in office because there's no punitive. People had the least a level of fear of retribution when he had the, the premier <laughs> job. Now they just dance it all in. It's a free for all. Um, like the guys, whether you loved his service, hated it, or somewhere in between, he's entitled to go and live the life he wants to live in retirement. Yeah. I, I and, think. And they, these people saying that if he's to join my golf club, I will relinquish my membership. I bet you don't. I bet you don't, because what else are you going to then do? It's like the people who blow up about, you know, 
football clubs and I'm going to microwave my membership. And then the next day they wake up and go, we shouldn't have done that. I, I bet they don't, Hutchie. I bet there is not a mass walkout of whatever golf club he ends up at. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, they won't get one single. And then you know what will happen on the first? Dan, good to see you, mate. I was never one of those. <laughs> you watch people flip. That's right. <laughs> it could be a business opportunity yeah. there. For- I, I, I think two things. Politicians are underpaid, one. Two, if you've given public service, doesn't matter if you hated the service. You're in, people are entitled to hate the things he did and some of the things he did. That's okay. But it was service, right? Go and let, in retirement, respect the position you've done the person. We're terrible at that in this country. Yeah. Shocking. Yep. Now, we've got some audio of this, Archie, and I may as well do it uh, that way. So people who, who may not be in on this story, it, to me, it's a, it's a big media topic. It's a journalism topic. It's a modern media topic, and it's revolves around trust and ethics. And obviously, obviously, as we now know for some time, there is no trust from the public in any aspect of media. And now we've got a, a senior reporter. I'd imagine a lot of our listeners would know who this person is, Sharissa Thompson. Um, she's done some serious hard yards. I mean, I've been following NFL for a lot, very long time. She has worked her way up nearly to the top of the, the tree from, from, from humble beginnings. And yet you then hear her say this. So she currently works on... Fox Sports and has a role with Amazon. She has been in other major organisations prior to those current two right now. The comments you're about to hear, though, are on a podcast on Barstool Sports. I And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. Um, I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to skill- stop uh, hurting ourselves we needed to be better on third down we yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over the quarterback we need, yeah exactly <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field like they're not going to correct me on that right. so i'm like it's fine i'll it, just make up the report so actually, there's a bit to take that out was of a, it. it was a fair while ago wasn't it, it was just it was no, only resurfaced no that was recent and then what other media has done rightly oh, so up. has yep. picked up the original commentary and, and i think the original comments right well made relatively recently let's go with two or three years relatively recently maybe even last year but relatively recently on another podcast she does herself with i think it was Erin andrews that one she does with herself um an errand who equally is a famous american sports reporter so in an era, Hutchie, where there is no trust and no credibility in the eyes of so many people who consume media, um, a lot of those people are, are the actual combatants of the sports that are being reported on. It's not a good look. And, and I'm, I don't know what you're like, but I, I was surprised to hear someone, okay, I won't even say I was surprised to hear someone do that. I was surprised to hear someone admit to that after the event. But I, I am surprised to, to hear someone admit to actually doing it and, and, and doing so- it and doing it. I, I can't. Well, the what's the bigger think, problem in your mind, admitting to it or doing it? Like, it's, oh, doing it's the bigger problem. But if you've got away with it, why would you then let people in on it? That's a separate topic. A lot of people listening at the moment saying, well, are you guys all in on this? Is this what happens on the, on oh, the no, what, I'm, what I'm saying is we're not, Archie. That, that surprised me. And I've loved watching Sharissa Thompson over the years. I mean, she has had a lot of roles in it. And she's done uh, reporting. She's done sideline reporting. She, I, I think she's really, really good. But I'm staggered to say that she just made up stuff at a time when she was going through well, the and, ranks. And public trust in journalism is low. Yeah. And that just adds further kerosene on that on that fire um yeah it's interesting i i would think that's a safe assumption that it happens a little bit more creatively than people admit on the on the boundary i think that's that's fair i think there's times when they're 
well well lectured and they've heard everything and they're reporting accurately. And there's other times when they haven't got a lot of access, but they're doing their best to 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 tell the best story they possibly can, what they think they heard or saw. But but um, do, do you feel do you feel it's limited to sideline reporting? And that's the phrase they use in the states. We use we well, we say boundary riders here in Australia, or certainly yep. in the AFL world. But over in the states, it's sideline reporting. Do you, do you feel it's limited to that? Because it, well, it's the problem with sideline reporting is it's it's it stands on the absolute bridge between journalism and entertainment. Like it's well, not it depends who's doing it. You're not reading the Depends news from the news. Because there are, there are the some yeah, well, journos so, who, who've had the role. Okay, so let's let's run that lens. So if there was a news desk down there and the person to come over and sit in front of a news desk and read it like a news report, do you think they'd be a bit more careful with the truth? I think they would. I mm. think they, as generally a producer saying, you know, you're on the ground, you're our, you're our person down there, be animated, take us inside what's going on, be theatrical, have some pageantry. And so that uh, can sometimes mean that they embellish or overstate what they think they know or saw. Um, spelling it out like that doesn't help anyone. You know, it probably it has been a little bit of a dark art where it hasn't been held to the same, I guess, accountability of what news has. Uh, and perhaps it should, Damo. But I, I, I'd always been a bit of a grain of salt with those uh, reports anyway because yeah. I'm not sure you're really getting... I think they're a waste of time, half the time. Yep. <laughs> Probably three quarters of the time. The, the reaction in the States, though, it, it's it's big. Yeah. And, and I made sure I had a look at it before we spoke about it today. And, and again, equally um, notable people have made commentary negatively. Lisa Salters um, has has really wound up. Tracy Wolfson, Michelle Tafoya. Other, I saw something Peter King. Um, again, these are all seasoned, hardened reporters and, and media people who – are as shocked, I think, as, as you and I are uh, about this and and clearly are aggrieved by it. And and that's the landscape in which she's now working. I'd be surprised if there's not ram- massive ramifications for her from here. And, and given she's presented this story and this, in inverted commas, scandal on a platter for everyone, that, that, that is going to be, I feel, the outcome of it. Yeah, it's, well, I hope not. But it's I, as if I, someone's exposed this. She, she's volunteered yeah. it. And yeah, I don't, I don't like the 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 concession or the fact that it was it was made up at all. And I'm not defending it, but I hope it doesn't end up in a lost job over this. Like it's it's a it's a good conversation to be had around you know deeper political standards, deep, deeper journalistic standards on sideline reports around the world, really ongoing. And again, is it is a difference between between making a mistake and yep. everyone makes well, them reckon, on a daily you know, basis? And we've discussed those on, on this show regularly, AFL. but on the when, ones when we've it, made personally. But to, to to go out of your way to just to 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 know what you are saying is is not right. Yep. It, to know before you even say it that that that's the alarming part of this. Yeah, and to and to acknowledge that you did it wrongly was was wrong. Out of time, I reckon, Damo. Yeah, we are. We haven't even got Surely. to the um, other topics we've been speaking about for some time too. They've Is there being, one uh, left? Well, de- well, we haven't even talked about the Cricket World Cup, which was a, a very good tournament. And we haven't talked about uh, Kelly Bay uh, Rosmurrin, the Optus uh, CEO. Yes. We haven't talked about we... Hamish McLennan, the Should Rugby Australia. Should we park Australian. some of those? We'll have to park some of those. We'll have to park some yep. of those. Yep. Yep. I've had enough. You've been... <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. This is a sounding board for drink wise. If you're choosing it's to interrogate me, Damo, and if you're choosing to have a casual ale in a pub on Saturday in front of the paparazzi, choose to drink wise. 
Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.